Welcome back, MTN Giants podcast, previewing the Giants and Rams here in week number 17. Giants are home, but they are six-point underdogs, which, uh, you know, it makes sense. The Rams have been really good lately. They, at one point, found themselves, I think the Rams were like four and seven at one point, but they have now won how many? They've won five of their past six games, so they've been on fire, and they've played really good football. Matthew Stafford is playing like an MVP. I think Don Martindale said the same exact thing. Like, Matthew Stafford started out the year a little bit slow. Um, there was no Cooper Cup the first, like, five weeks, so that makes sense. But I feel like the past month and a half or so, Matthew Stafford's been one of the top maybe five quarterbacks in the league. Like, he's been so good, and he's been healthy. So he didn't miss that one game, I think, for Green Bay. But after he came back from that, they've only lost one game, and that was in week nine. So, um Good to see that for the Rams. They're fighting for a playoff spot. Um, the Giants, of course, will be starting Tyrod Taylor. That's kind of what's new with them. We finally got news about Evan Neal and why he has not played in so freaking long. Turns out he has a fracture in his ankle. So I don't know how the uh, medical staff and all that missed that, but they finally figured it out for an injury that happened back, I think, I think it was November 5th. And we're sitting here. The news came out on December 29th. So they went almost two whole months before properly diagnosing the guy. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they had to wait for swelling to go down, to be fair. I don't know. Not a doctor. Don't understand that stuff. But at least we now have uh, some resolution of why Evan Neal has not played in so long. And it's still frustrating. I would have loved to have seen him play more in a lost season to see if our former um, seventh overall pick from a couple years ago can turn into something good. I still think he gets one more shot at it at right tackle next year. I don't think it makes sense to replace him now. They invested too much to give up this early. So, you know, my stance is that I think if Evan Neal plays right tackle next year and he sucks, then maybe by year four, they probably move him to guard and see if that works. And if not, then, you you know, you let him go. So anyway, um, we'll go over the injuries, the matchups, all that stuff. Spread picks at the end. Hope you guys enjoy and let's get into it. We'll start with the injuries. Uh, I know Deontay Banks seems like really questionable he has that shoulder injury he left the game really last week so he's been getting limited practices on thursday and friday but he does seem like actually questionable so we'll see if he plays lawrence cager doubtful dexter lawrence is not on the injury report right now i don't think well he is technically but i think he should be fine like he's good to go uh Ashawn robinson should be good to go nacho's interesting i don't know if he'll play or not they don't have a game status for him so maybe he is good to go but i know he missed last week i believe um Saquon good to go. Wandell Robinson's questionable with a quad injury. The concerning thing is that he practiced in the full on Thursday, but then went to a limited practice on Friday. So when you go backwards like that in the middle of like a practice week, it's usually not a good sign. So I don't know. Maybe they just are cautious with Wandell. They have a lot, not like a ton, but a good amount invested for a second round pick in year two. Maybe they just give him the week off and maybe the year off. Uh, Darren Waller, full practice. He should be good to go. He might be uh, Tyrod's top target. Of course, you know, Waller was playing his best football when Tyrod was playing quarterback before uh, Waller got hurt versus the Jets that one week. For the Los Angeles Rams, Puka Nakua is questionable. Did not practice on Friday, so he really is questionable with a hip injury. I feel like Puka does tough it out more times than not. He's been on the injury report a good amount this year, but still, I don't know. That'd be a big loss for them. Ernest Jones, their linebacker, did not practice on Friday with an illness, so that's a little more, you know, I don't know, like 
illnesses. I have no idea what the illness is. There's, you know, some bad viruses going around now. Who the hell knows? I know uh, Jalen Hurts almost didn't play a couple weeks ago because of a virus or whatever. So, you know, I don't know. I, I would think by tomorrow, this guy, Ernest Jones, who has been really good for them this year, um, he should be fine. But I don't know. If he's not playing, that's a pretty big loss for them at linebacker. Um, Aaron Donald was resting. He'll be fine to go. And Alaric Jackson, who I believe is their left tackle, he's been playing pretty decent. He's questionable with a thigh injury. So they could be without their left tackle. And I think their backup left tackle, Joe Noteboom, he's also questionable. So they might be down to like their third left tackle if these guys don't play. But I'm assuming one of them should play. So nothing too too crazy on the injuries this week. We'll just dive into the matchups now. Over-unders, 43.5, by the way, so a decent amount there. Um, the Giants offense with Tyrod, I mean, it should move pretty well. I think we've seen that by now, that when Tyrod's the quarterback, this team does move the ball a good amount. Um, they weren't scoring a ton of points when Tyrod was starting in, like, the middle of the year, but they also, you know, of course, there's context. He, they got stopped on the one twice in the Bills game. There was a missed field goal in the Washington game. Barkley fumbled in the red zone in the Washington game, too. So, like, there was points taken away for just stupid shit that probably shouldn't happen. So, you know, the offense was moving the ball with Tyrod, and... I do think Tyrod obviously gives them the best chance to win. I know there's people that are very pro Tommy DeVito and want to see him play. I mean, you know, I think we've seen enough. I think we know what he is. He was never going to be the next Brock Purdy, but I don't blame the Giants for at least trying it out and see how it went. But the past two weeks, so I should say a week and a half because he got benched at halftime, but you know, the past week and a half for DeVito, it just wasn't working. And they weren't moving the ball well enough. There were guys open in the Eagles game. He was not finding them. We saw this, you know, from the All-22 clips on Twitter and stuff like that. There were guys open, and he wasn't finding them. And Tyrod came in, and they were moving the ball. The uh, defense made some plays, obviously, like the pick six from Adoree. But I think Tyrod obviously gives them the best chance to win. Um, so the Giants offense, we'll just start with them because we're already on the Tyrod topic. Um, I mean, the Rams defense coming into the year, I expected nothing. Like, to me, they were just like, it was like the the meme with the Ferrari in the garage of a shitty house. Like, it was like Aaron Donald and the rest is just like this cluster F of like guys that were undrafted free agents and middle round picks and just not that good of players. But I mentioned, like, Ernest Jones has stepped up big time this year. I mean, who else has stepped up for them? Like, Akilo Witherspoon is still playing at corner. Like, he, you know, he's been okay for them this year. Um, who else? They got John Johnson back at safety. He was a former Ram, went to the Browns, now back with the Rams. He's decent. But, uh, you know, nobody's, like, that impressive on this defense. Um, you know, so I'm not too nervous about that. But for some reason, they continue to play well. I think coaching is really the thing that really brings the Rams over the top. Like, obviously, Sean McVay, all things equal, is probably a top five coach in the league. And you even look at the Rams' offensive line, right? Like, looking at their offense. Like, their offensive line is not that talented. Like, I feel like the only guy that is a recognizable name. Now, they did hit on this Steve Avila pick in the second round this year at guard. Like, he has been a good find for them. But... Aside from Rob Havenstein, Stein, he was the right tackle for years. I think he was playing there when they were in the Super Bowl back in 2018. I mean, he's like the one guy who, like, you know what you're getting. But, you know, I feel like aside from that, their offensive line does not have that much talent, right? They have a guy, Kevin Dotson, playing right guard, who right now on PFF is the second-ranked guard in the NFL. 
He was a fourth-round pick in 2020. So they're getting great production from guys that, let's be honest, they probably should not be getting great production from. So you got to give the Rams coaches a lot of credit. I feel like they're making, you know, something out of nothing, basically. Like, that roster is not that good. Like, you look past Donald, Stafford, Nakua, and Cup, and I'll put Kyron Williams in there, too. You look past those five guys, and it's like, the roster ain't that good. But you still look here, and they're 8-7, and seven, and have a good chance of probably going 9-8. Um, and eight. I mean, they do play the Niners the final week of the year next week, so we'll see if they're resting guys or not. I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, probably not, because they lost last week to uh, Baltimore. But my point is, like, the Rams coaching has really been great this year. So, um, anyway, for the Giants offense, I would expect Walder to see a bunch of targets. That's Tyrod's go-to guy. Uh, maybe Jalen Hyatt. You know, Jalen Hyatt's been quiet lately. I feel like, you know, with DeVito, it's tough for him to, you know, have his downfield catches and stuff. Yeah, of course, Hyatt was at his best with Tyrod. So, I'm thinking, you know, Hyatt probably has a couple of deep ball shots in this game. Do they hit? I don't know. Can't predict the future. But I would think that Jalen Hyatt probably gets a couple shots in this game. And if they convert, then he might have a big day of 120 yards and two touchdowns, or it might be like a one catch for, you know, 20 yards or something. Like, I don't know. So he'll have his shots, though. You know Tyrod's not afraid to sling it. So we'll see. Um, Of course, Wandale in the slot, that's going to be – an interesting thing if he plays or not, but if not, you can probably like throw in Hodgins or Sterling Shepard to play that role or something. Like you know, they'll figure it out. Um, where the hell has uh, what's his name? Where's Paris Campbell been? Like that guy has not seen the field. I feel like since like week five. You know, like, he has made no impact at all. And what what was the contract he got from us? I feel like it was a decent amount of money. It was a one year deal, but. I feel like he got something decent, right? It might have been like 4 or 5 million. It was 4.7. All right, not crazy, but still. Uh, I was kind of excited when he came here. I was like, yeah, like he's a good player when he's healthy. And for the most part, he's been healthy this year, but he just is not really contributing. So maybe just wrong team, wrong fit. I don't know. But um, yeah, the Giants offense, they should be all right in this game. I'm not that concerned. Um, You know, I, I do think... They can put up points with Tyrod, obviously. I want to see where the Rams rank this year in terms of defense and stuff. But um, when Tyrod's in, like, I have a lot more confidence in this offense than I did with DeVito, to be fair. Like, I don't, you know, I'm not trying to be rude or mean to the guy, but um, I just trust this Giants offense more with the veteran Tyrod. So defensively this year, the Rams are 19th in points allowed, 18th in yards allowed. They are 22nd in passing yards allowed. Okay, so that's not very good. 24th in passing touchdowns allowed. Rushing-wise, they're 13th against the run, and they've allowed the 10th fewest rushing touchdowns this year. So a worse pass defense than run defense. So I would think Tyrod actually has a decent game in this one. I could see him going for like 240 yards, a couple touchdowns, something like that. And, uh, you know, if the Giants defense shows up, it might be enough to win. I hope not. I want the draft pick, but, you know, it it might be enough to win. The Rams offense this year has been really good. Ninth in points, seventh in yards. 
They are second in turnovers. That's really good. So second in turnovers, that's awesome. They are 10th in passing yards this year. Of course, Stafford being healthy is big for that. They are 10th in rushing yards. Kyron Williams, who was he undrafted or was he a late pick? He was either a late pick or undrafted. He missed a few weeks this year too, and I think he's second in the NFL in rushing. I think he was on the IR, so he missed like four or five weeks. But Kyron Williams has been unbelievable. And if you got him in fantasy football after week one off the waivers, then you're probably in the championship or, I don't know, probably a good team. But anyway, the Giants defense will uh, definitely have a tough task in this one. There's no doubt about that. So we'll look at those matchups quickly. Um, Puka Nakua is ranked as the seventh wide receiver on PFF out of 123 wide receivers. Guy was a fifth round pick out of BYU. So just crazy stuff there. Good find by them. Um but Deontay Banks playing is a big thing. I would love to see him play, obviously. I want to see these young guys play. That's pretty much the point of watching these games at this point. Um, we have Cooper Cup still. He's been getting better. I feel like Cooper Cup was really crappy for like three or four weeks at one point. And the past like two or three games, he's been back to his old self. But he definitely hit like a pretty big... Uh, I don't know, speed bump or something at one point in the season. Like he started out the year great, and then he was just bad, and now he's good again. So, you know, Cooper Cup should be good to go. Um, they've gotten good production from Demarcus Robinson, who I think was at one point rumored to go to the Giants, like back in like 2019. It was a while ago. But uh, Demarcus Robinson, I think, has caught two touchdowns in the past two games. Like, he's been good for them. He's, you know, pretty big receiver. He is 6-1, but, like, he plays big. He's on the outside. Stafford is good with those big receivers um we know Kenny Galladay of course he he made Galladay something he made Marvin Jones something Marvin Jones was good regardless but Stafford and Marvin Jones had good connection you know Calvin Johnson was big I mean he would have been good with anybody Eric Ebron like there was guys Brandon Pettigrew like you know Stafford just finds these guys like these big body receivers and Stafford just so good at just like slinging the ball right into your chest and like you know big receivers that can box guys out that's what Matthew Stafford likes to throw to so um tight end is Tyler Higby he's pretty solid so you know he might have a decent game Kyron Williams that's the guy I wanted to talk about he was a fifth round pick in 2022 so two years ago now um he has been so good for them this year you know Kyron it was a weird year because they came in the season with Cam Akers coming off the torn Achilles and I feel like him and Sean McVay just never got along there was something there like something weird with Cam Akers and I think by the second week of the year only, he was benched. He was made inactive. And then he was traded to the Vikings. And then he tore his Achilles again. So I don't know if his career is over or not. He'll probably try to come back. But just a tough thing there for Cam Akers. But now Kyron Williams, once again, this fifth-round pick in 2022, has been probably the best running back in football not named Christian McCaffrey this year. Like, I don't know if that's crazy to say or not. But he has been that good from, like, an efficiency standpoint, from a, you know yards per game standpoint as i meant like he missed four or five weeks this year and this guy is like second in the league in rushing so he's so good i did not think of him as like a good between the tackles runner he's listed at 5'9 194 but he's been so good for them this year so shout out to kyron williams he's been awesome and matthew stafford he's now what is he 34 35 he's probably like 35 right this thing won't load for some reason but stafford's probably like 35 now Two years removed from a Super Bowl. Um, the Rams, once again, they can get back to the playoffs this year, and they might be a little scary. He's 35, almost 36. So, you know, Stafford's always been one of my favorite quarterbacks to watch. I just feel like he was so 
underappreciated in the in the Detroit. And when he was in the Super Bowl, I was definitely rooting for him. Like I like listen, if the Bengals won, I wouldn't care. I was not gonna lose sleep over it. But um, I was always a big Stafford guy, and of course Odell was on that team too. So you know, I had to root for the Rams that year. But I feel like. Stafford has always been underappreciated and like people put like that losing culture in Detroit on him and it just wasn't fair and then he goes to a new team with a you know good coach good environment with uh, McVay and look what happens they won the freaking Super Bowl so right now the Rams are in the sixth seed which would be you know a good spot to be in there are you know seven seeds that make the playoffs so the sixth seed they are eight and seven they need to hold off the Vikings and the Packers and the Saints and the Falcons. This is a tight-ass uh, conference. Wow. So yeah, there's like four teams they have to hope lose. And, of course, the Rams have to handle business on their own. Um, if they win, they have an 87% chance of making the playoffs. So this is a big game for them, obviously, right? So um, they currently have a 20, a 65% chance of making it. And if the Rams lose this game, they have a 25% chance of making the playoffs. This is ultimately a playoff game for them. Like, I don't see Sean McVay coming into MetLife and losing this game, but... I guess crazier things have happened. So we'll see what happens. I'm going to expect the Rams to win, though. Uh, I think it'll be pretty close. I don't know if I'll cover the six or not. I guess I'll just make a prediction now. Um, let's see. I'll just say 27 to 20 or something. I don't know. 27 20. I guess that would mean the Rams would cover. So 27 20, something like that. I think the Rams could win this game. So, um, all right. So, with that said, I think we covered everything with the game. Now we'll get into the spread picks. All right. Spread pick time. <clears throat> I forgot to mention this, but there are reports coming out about how the Bears are really considering like keeping Justin Fields for next year, which would be a massive W for the Giants. Obviously with the Panthers and the Bears trade, very good chance the Bears had the first overall pick. So if they keep Fields and that pick is up for grabs, that is so big for the Giants. It really is. So I hope they keep Justin Fields. I wouldn't do it personally. I would just trade him and take Caleb Williams, but I don't know. It's a weird situation there. So we'll see how it plays out. But that is some good news. I don't know if those reports are 100% accurate, but I've seen like a bunch of people saying it. So maybe. I just think it's a dumb idea. And I like Justin Fields. I feel like Justin Fields still has untapped potential, but when you can reset like that rookie contract and get a, a better prospect in Caleb Williams, like I'm doing that every single time. But hey, We'll see what happens. All right, so spread pick time. I went 8-7 and seven last week. I got screwed on a couple of these, like the Seattle Seahawks won by three. They were three-and-a-half-point favorites. The Jets won by two. They were three-point favorites. Like, it's shit like that. So it was kind of annoying. Even the Packers won by three, and they were four-point favorites. So got to love Vegas. But anyway, so I'm now 110-103-8 and 103 and eight on the year. So we're over 500 by seven games. Two weeks left. Hopefully, can finish out the year over 500. That's always the goal. So, hopefully, um, I can do that here. So, anyway, <clears throat> start with the Detroit Lions at the Dallas Cowboys tonight. This is going to be a fun game. The spread has really expanded to the Cowboys. Wow. So, minus five and a half for Dallas, which is pretty interesting. I don't know why it's so many points. Like, do they expect Jared Goff to just shit the bed tonight? Like, I don't. I don't know. I feel like that's kind of crazy, right? Like, they're baiting me to take the Lions. But I just feel like I'm being baited. So I will just go against every instinct I have and just take Dallas. You know, why not? 
I don't know. I feel like for the Giants, you want Detroit to win because I think that would really make the um, it would make the Eagles play their uh, starters next week. And of course, the Giants do play the Eagles next week, so I do want to lose that game. So I don't know. I will be rooting for Detroit, but I just think with the spread, I'll take Dallas. Actually, you know what? Frick it. Whatever. I'm just going to take freaking Detroit. Why not? I need to root for them. <laughs> what am I doing here? So Detroit plus five and a half for me. Lock it in. I don't have any conviction on that. I will not be betting it probably, but whatever. Um, We have the Arizona Cardinals at the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles favorites by 11.5 points. Uh, I know Kyler was a bit banged up this week. He missed a couple practices. Uh, Philly's been not Philly lately. They have, uh, you know, the former defensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon, is um, is now coaching the Arizona Cardinals. So um, he probably knows a lot about this Philly offense. I'll just take Arizona. Arizona plus 11.5 for me. I do like the fact that Gannon was with the Eagles and he knows what they want to do on offense and stuff. So Next, the Atlanta Falcons at the Chicago Bears. My favorite, the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, man. Um, I will take Chicago minus 2.5. It is cold weather, and Atlanta is going to have trouble running the ball because Chicago's run defense has actually been really good this year. Not the entire year, but I would say like the last, I would say ever since like the first month of the season, they've been a really good run defense, and I do not trust Taylor Heineke to like win that game for them in the air. So I will take Chicago minus two and a half. They've been playing much better football, so I will take them. Carolina Panthers at the Jacksonville Jaguars. I do believe Trevor Lawrence is out this week. It's C.J. Beathard, or Beat Hard, whatever his name is. Um, I'm going to ride the Beat Hard. Pause. I will take the Jaguars minus four in this game. I feel like the Panthers, they may have figured out some things on offense. They looked better last week. They put up 30 points against the Packers, which is nice. But, you know, Tommy DeVito played well against them, too. So, I mean, the Packers' defense is not that good. So, yeah, I'll just I'll just take Jacksonville. I mean, I'm talking myself into Carolina, but I'll just take Jacksonville minus four. They have more talent. There's way more to play for. So Jacksonville minus four for me. Las Vegas at the Colts. Colts minus three and a half. I think I'll take Vegas here. I'm going to take LV plus three and a half. I mean, I just feel like their defense has been great lately. We saw what they did last week to Mahomes, and... Ever since Antonio Pierce took over, that team has had a new attitude. They've been playing much better football. I know that the Colts get Michael Pittman back. That's big for them. They're coming off a pretty bad loss in Atlanta last week. But you know what? I just like the way Vegas is playing. So I'll take them plus three and a half. Maybe they lose by a field goal and I still win the spread. So yeah. The Rams at the Giants. It is Giants plus six at home. I did think I I picked the Rams, right? Yeah, I'll go with the Rams here as a uh, a minus six on the road. I mean, yeah, I could see Tyrod playing well once again and the Giants covering and maybe even winning, but I don't know. I just like the way the Rams look right now. They're playing for a lot, so I'll just take the Rams here as a minus six. I put plus six. That is definitely not the right spread. So Rams a minus six. Miami at Baltimore. It's a great game. Baltimore minus three. I don't love Miami on the road. I feel like they disappoint us sometimes on the road. Baltimore has been so good lately. I mean, yes, they can have a bit of a letdown coming off that great win last week. But, hey, I will take Baltimore minus three. I think they're probably a top two team in football right now. This is a big game. Both teams care a lot about it. So, 
Yeah, I'll take Baltimore minus three. I think they're the better team, and I, I like their defense. Um, New England at Buffalo. Buffalo minus 14. Oh, my gosh. Wow. I'm taking New England. They won last week. They've been playing much better football since Zappy took over. Um, I feel like Buffalo looked pretty crappy last week. There's something going on there with Diggs. Diggs is not playing like his usual self. He has not had like a big fantasy game in like six weeks. So I don't know what's going on with him. But I'll take New England. Two touchdowns, why not? New England plus 14. The Saints are at the Buccaneers. Bucks minus two and a half. Absolutely taking Tampa Bay. Um, I just can't get behind Derek Carr in a big game. It's a very big game for this division. I like Tampa this year. Baker's been so good for them. Just, yeah, I'll take Tampa minus two and a half. The Niners are at the Commanders. Let's go, Commanders, although I doubt they have any shot of winning this game. I'll take San Francisco. There's already rumors about Jacoby Brissett, who was supposed to replace Sam Howell. Brissett might miss this game with a hamstring injury. So you know what? I'm just going to take San Francisco minus 14 on the road. They're coming off a loss. They probably are going to just beat the crap out of them. So, yeah, San Fran minus 14 for me. Tennessee at Houston. Love Houston in this game. I'm probably going to bet this one. I think Houston's going to, like, just destroy them. They get C.J. Stroud back, Nico Collins back. They're getting healthy. Um, The Titans just lost uh, Jeffrey Simmons for the rest of the year, like, they are. I, I really think Houston's going to win this game by a lot. So three and a half seems way too close for me. It's going to be Houston minus three and a half for me. Pittsburgh at Seattle. Seattle minus four. Tell you what, man. Mason Rudolph looked pretty good last week, huh? All right. So I don't know. This is a close one for me. I just think I'll take Pittsburgh plus four. It just this feels like a game that'll be close for no reason. You have two like old head of coaches and OG coaches going at it. Um, probably like a low scoring game in the end, but I, I'll just take Pittsburgh. I'll just take the points. Like why not? So Pittsburgh plus four for me. Cincinnati at Kansas City. It's uh, Kansas City favored by six and a half. I just like last week I took the Chiefs thinking like they have to just turn this around at some point and they went out and lost the game last week. They didn't they didn't cover the 10. They lost the game outright, which is crazy. So I kind of have the same philosophy now of like I got to take the Chiefs cuz they'll turn this around at some point, but I don't know. You know what? I'm going to go against that. I'm taking Cincinnati. Cincinnati plus six and a half. Jake Browning coming off his worst game. I think they'll bounce back a bit. So, you know, Jamar Chase is looking like he'll play. So I like Cincy, I guess. I'll just take them plus six and a half there on the road. Chargers at Denver. Love Denver in this game. Absolutely taking Denver. This is like the Sean Payton FU game. Like they, they bench Russell Wilson, which people found odd. It's going to be Jarrett Stidham. Stidham has had decent moments in this league. I think Denver's offense has a great game in this one, and I would not be surprised if, like, we look at the scoreboard and they're up, like, you know, 24 to 6 at the end of the first half or something. Like, it feels like that kind of game. So I'll take Denver minus 3.5, probably betting that one in real life. The Packers are at the Vikings. Good game here. Wow. Sorry. So it's going to be Minnesota Pick'em. All right. Well, so just pick the winner outright in this game. Who are we taking? Who are we taking? I mean, Minnesota's going with Jaron Hall at quarterback, which is interesting. They tried Nick Mullins for a couple weeks. He threw four picks last week. He, you know, he was scoring points for them, but just way too many turnovers. He threw a duck to Je- uh, Jefferson at the end of that game. So yeah, I mean, I'll, I think I'll just take. 
I'll just take Jaron Hall. Why not? I'll take Jaron Hall and Minnesota. It feels dumb because I know they're missing Hawkinson now, but I don't know. I like Kevin O'Connell. I feel like Jaron Hall could be decent. I mean, he looked pretty good in that first, that one quarter he played this year until he got hurt. So, yeah, I'll take Minnesota pick him. Why not? Uh, this game already happened. Joe Flacco, he did it again. The Jets and the Browns. I actually bet the Browns in this game, and yeah, they took care of business pretty easily. I did face Brees Hall in fantasy. That was not fun in one of my championships, but then I, I had the Cleveland defense too, and they got 15, so kind of evened out, I guess. But anyway, that's going to do it. Let's root for the Commanders this week. Let's root for the Bears to take, uh, you know, not take a quarterback. Let's root for uh, who else we need to win. Let's go to Tankathon quickly. I know it's a Disney ad showing, but still. Um, Carolina, Washington. All right, let's root for the Patriots. Let's root for Washington. Root for the Chargers. Root for Tennessee. All these teams around us. Um, I don't want Arizona to win. I think Arizona probably sticks with Kyler, so I just want Arizona to stay where they're at. I guess root for the Panthers in, in that case, right? Because if they uh, – well, the strength of schedule is much higher for the Cardinals, so – Never mind. I, I think Carolina has that first pick locked up, which goes to the Bears, obviously. So, anyway, that's going to do it. Hope you guys enjoyed the video. Of course, leave a like if you hung around, and I'll talk to you guys next time.